Section nine of Great Men and Famous Women, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Claudia Salto. Great Men and Famous Women, Volume One by Charles F. Horn. Herman. 16 B.C. to 21 A.D. Hermann, the Arminius of the Roman historians, the son of Sigima, chief of the Cherusci, was born about B.C. 16 or 17. Being sent in early youth as a hostage to Rome, probably in consequence of the victories of Drusus, which had established the supremacy of Rome over the Cati, Cherusci, and other tribes of North Germany, he obtained the favor of Augustus and was inscribed among the Roman knights. On his return to his native country, he resolved to deliver it from the Romans, whose oppression had become intolerable. Quintilius Varus, a rapacious man, was then the Roman governor in Germany. He had held office in Syria, where he had ruled with great harshness, and fancying that he might act in the same way toward the fierce tribes of the north, he roused among them a bitter hatred of the Romans. They found in Hermann a leader of extraordinary bravery and resource. He laid his plans with the chiefs of the Cati, Bructory, and other tribes that lived between the Rhine and the Albus, Elbe, some of which broke out into insurrection. Hermann then offered Varus his assistance in reducing them to subjection, and thus led him to advance some distance from the Rhine into the interior. Varus began his march with three legions, six cohorts, and a body of cavalry, and Hermann served him as a guide through the wilds. The Romans were thus drawn into an ambuscade in the Teutoburg forest, and found themselves all at once surrounded by numerous bodies of Germans who were directed by Hermann himself. The Romans fought desperately, but being unacquainted with the localities and unable to form their ranks, owing to the thickness of the forests and the marshy nature of the ground, they were defeated after a three days' battle by the Germans, who destroyed them in detail. At last, Varus, being wounded and seeing no chance of escape, fell upon his sword, and the other chief officers followed his example. The legions were entirely destroyed, and the cavalry alone cut their way through the enemy and regained the banks of the Rhine. By this defeat the Romans lost all their conquests beyond that river, and although Germanicus some years after again carried their arms to the Weser, they never established 
anything like a solid dominion over those regions the defeat of varus occurred according to various chronologists in the year seven sixty three of rome a d nine the scene of the defeat is conjectured to have been in the country of the Bructeri, near the sources of the ems and the lippe the news of this calamity the greatest that had befallen the roman arms since the defeat of crassus was received with universal amazement and terror the despairing cry of augustus varus varus give me back my legions testified to the consternation even at rome where it was expected that the barbarians would take a terrible revenge for the wrongs they had suffered the fears of invasion however were not realized El Asprina guarded the banks of the Rhine, and the Germans were too little united among themselves to attack the empire. Augustus in the following year sent Tiberius to the Rhine with a fresh army, but he does not seem to have effected anything of importance. Hermann, meantime, quarrelled with Sigastis, chief of the Cati, whose daughter Tusnelda he had carried off and married against her father's consent. When Germanicus, after the death of Augustus, marched into the interior of Germany to avenge the defeat of Varus, he was assisted by Sigastis, and also by the Chorsi and other tribes in the first battle against hermann his wife tusnelda was taken prisoner by the romans and she afterward figured in the triumph of germanicus germanicus having reached the scene of varus's defeat paid funeral honors to the remains of the legions but hermann who was hovering about his line of march without coming to a pitched battle harassed him in his retreat and occasioned a great loss to Caecina, the lieutenant of germanicus in the following year germanicus advanced again as far as the visurgis or visa where he found hermann encamped ready for battle a desperate fight took place in which hermann after performing prodigies of valor was defeated and escaped with difficulty but the victory was gained at such cost that germanicus and his army had to take refuge in their ships nor did the romans ever again attempt the conquest of the fiercer german tribes when tiberius recalled germanicus he observed that the cherusci bructeri and other unsubdued tribes might be left to their own internal dissensions he seems to have guessed right no sooner had the romans been driven off than hermann had to protect his people against an internal danger Maroboduus, the chief of the Marcomanni, a man of great ambition, had by treachery or by open fighting made himself master of several neighboring tribes. 
Herman began to fear his designs, and, after the defeat of Varus, warned him of his peril by sending him the Roman general's head. When Germanicus finally left the country, Herman declared war against Maroboduus, and, being joined by the Semnones and Longobards, defeated him on the borders of the Hercynian forest, broke up his kingdom, and drove him from Germany. The fugitive applied to Rome for assistance. Tiberius then sent his son Drusus into the Illyricum, but the Romans did not advance beyond the Danube, and Hermann remained unmolested in northern Germany. Shortly after, however, Hermann was killed by his own relatives, being accused, as it would seem, of aspiring to absolute dominion. He died at the age of thirty-seven, in the twenty-first year of our era, after being for twelve years the leader and champion of Germany. End of section nine.